Welcome to Mouthing Off with Olivia. Hey guys, it's Olivia Caridi from The Bachelor, the girl with probably the biggest mouth you've ever seen. But now I'm using my huge mouth to talk really smart things with my favorite reality stars, influencers, YouTubers, you name it. They're going to mouth off too. Bam. This is Mouthing Off with Olivia. Great hat, Paris. Great hat. Hey, Nicole. What's up? Also, great sweatshirt. Who are you? I'm really trying. Can we also, before we talk about anything, talk about how good my fashion was this trip? It's good right now. You look like you just walked out of an Urban Outfitters catalog. I got this from Urban. Oh, well, see, there you go. I'm so I know my shit? I know my shit. This is an Urban sweatshirt. It's neon yellow. And then I'm wearing my bucket hat that I got from Twalu because, duh. I'm probably never taking it off. You shouldn't. So, like, what are you up to? What, what did you do? Today. Oh, well, you know what? You know what I did today? Yeah. Dude, what did I did today, actually? I did my first ever, I think it was my first ever, Instagram meetup with a girl, like a friend that I met on Instagram. You were talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh I've never God. done that. I don't think I've ever met someone on Instagram and then like actually became real life friends. But there's a girl here. Her name's Kiki and she's American, but lives in Cape Town and has lived here for three years. And um, we just like became Instagram friends. And then we finally actually hung out in real life today and had the best time. How'd it go? Tell me everything. It was great. She is, uh, she's dating a South African, met him here. Well, she, so she came over here and okay. I guess like she was telling me like originally her plan was to only stay for like a few months or six months or something and met him like as soon as she got here and she's been here for three years. And so now they're moving to the States kind of oh. like Ryan and I are doing. Yep. So we just really bonded over the whole visa struggle and, um, language barrier struggle and just all the things. <sighs> Where are they moving? Not Tennessee? California. Of course. Yeah. Tennessee would be better. But we had a great time. Great time. Well, I don't even know where to begin about this week. I mean, <sighs> me either. what? First of all, we're recording over like Skypey or whatever, because it was such a busy week that there was not even a single moment to sit no. down and, and like talk. It just was zero crazy. By the way, what's the difference between this and Skype? I don't really know. This is just like the company or the company that does my recording is called a Zoom. So I'm using Zoom product. I don't really know. It's a new thing. Interesting. Gosh. Well, let's, I do want to discuss uh, getting to Tualu because it was That's, so funny. Yeah, I was going to say, if we're going to start at the top, then start at the top. Let's just start at the top. Me and Rachel flew to Johannesburg and then Justin flew from Amsterdam to Johannesburg. So he arrived there a day earlier. He had one day in Joburg by himself. So I was like, go do a little walking tour by yourself, which was really sweet. So basically getting to Tualu was, I mean, if there was any like not perfect part of the trip, which is hard to say, it was getting there. Like it's hard to get to the Kalahari, but once you're there, it's just like unreal. So we land in this tiny, tiny, tiny airport called Uppington. And Rachel, by the way, hates flying. I didn't realize that she like does not do well. Yeah. And it was, it wasn't not like a private jet size. It was like a tiny plane though. We get to Uppington. I realized there, I didn't do any research apparently that people in South Africa drive on the right side of the car yeah i would call it the wrong side of the, the car. wrong side of the car and they drive stick <laughs> shift so i'm like double whammy so uh, i'm like justin you have to drive at least you drive stick shift regularly and he's like i don't have my driver's license okay what kind of idiot i have no idea leaves his driver's license at home on a trip i was 
so mad, but I was trying to be like understanding, you know? So anyway, we go to this uh, rental car guy and this is how chilly was. I was like, can we, is there any way we can get away with just a driver's license? And he's like, or, you know, a copy of a driver's license. And he's like, mm-hmm. sure. So we get this car, the guy's like showing it to us. And he's like, Oh, by the way, the tires might be a little bit flat. And I'm sitting here like, what do you mean? Like, how do you, did you not check this? He's like, yeah, this is not our job though. Like you might have to go to a garage nearby, which what, what is a garage? What does he mean? It's not his job. That is his only job job. is to give you a functioning car. So we drive away, we get 40 minutes down the road and the light turns on that the, the tires are low. And I'm like, oh my God, we look up the nearest one and it turns out the nearest garage is 35 minutes the other way. So we turn around, we get to this garage, the guys are filling up the tire and they're like, this tire, this front left tire is inoperable. It doesn't hold any air. You have to get a new tire. I was like, are you kidding me right now? So we turn, we drive 20 minutes back to the airport. At this point, you know, Olivia, when she gets salty, she can be salty. I march in there and I basically ream him and demand the best car on the lot. I was like, you have to check the tires before we go. We get a new car. We repack everything. We get get going on the road. We're back to where we got the first time. And there's this woman in the road like pushing everyone off to the side of the road. We, we stop, we roll down the window. She's like, I need your driver's license, please. He's like, why do, why do we need to do this? And she's like, uh, standard safety check. So we pull off to the side and I'm, we're like thinking like, what do we do? What do we do? We're sitting there for a minute and she doesn't end up coming over to us after like two minutes and she's pulling other people off to the side. So I just said, let's go. Let's, let's rev it. Let's go. So we sped Gun off. It. We gunned it away from this police officer slash she might have not even been legit i still don't think she was legit she could have been robbing people for all you know i think she was yeah but Uh anyway we sped off i'm looking in the rearview mirror like hey you know what's going on she never followed us and then the whole thing was fine except for the end of the trip when we were turning the car (laughs) we're taking everything out of the car i like got out of the driver's seat to just pull some stuff out and my i mean maybe like a tiny a centimeter of my arm grazed the rear view mirror of the car next to us and the whole thing just goes splat and like falls off completely and i'm sitting here like are you kidding me right now this is the literal worst luck of anyone. ever i said do we do we tell them do we not we decided hey it's not our fault i didn't do it it's yeah, not my no. car so we just go in there luckily i was in the bathroom but the douchebag guy approached justin and rachel and was like uh did you notice the rearview mirror of the car he thought like we had hit it and they're both like mm-hmm. no and he's like are you sure like dude sorry your cars suck it's not my yeah, fault suck i still have to check Seriously, to see if i got my deposit back you don't rent out a car to someone when the tires are flat it's the dumbest thing i've ever heard i, I mean i should have known in the, at that moment that these things were not right but i had to mm. do the, it the hard way but we got there and it was glorious brand and rye were there i think like a day and a half before us but oh my god from the get-go dude it was everything everything where do we even begin uh, it's so it's called twalu T-S-W-A-L-U. It's in the Kalahari. And Mm -hmm. it's this remote... It's not even like a resort. It's a... What do they call it? A reserve or a... Yeah, a reserve. It's it's crazy because it's this beautiful lodge. 
Yeah. That is like it's it's decorated like a boutique hotel. Yes. You know, the decor is phenomenal. Absolutely. And there aren't there aren't a ton of rooms. I think there's only there's 24 people total in the area that we stayed in. Yeah. Yeah. So 12 rooms, I think, or something like that. Max. Yeah. So it's a small like boutique vibe, um, but you're in the middle of a massive nature reserve. So you feel like you're in the middle of nowhere. Like a giraffe could come up to your back porch. They don't, but they could. Um, We had tons of antelope come up though. We saw some sable and some oryx Oryx, like walk by through the window, which was very cool. (laughs) Or so wildlife. So (laughs) wildlifey. Oh Lord. Uh, but anyway, no, it's very cool. But then on the flip side, you get this very rustic experience, mm-hmm. um, even though you're staying in very luxurious accommodations, which is very yeah. cool, I think, to get to experience both things. Yeah. And it was like the true safari. Like you wake up at yeah. 5 a.m., you're out by 6, you're out mm-hmm. for four hours, then you come back and nap, then you go out around 5 p.m. again, stop and have some wine around like 7. At sunset. I mean... And everything we wanted to see, our guides, Mo and Jonas, found it all. They really did. Which, so if you haven't ever been on safari, something you should know going into it is that normally you can't just say like, and it's it's like, you can't just say like, I want to see a rhino today. Right. And like, they're not, you know, these animals don't have GPS on <laughs> them. Like, you can't just say you want to see something and then, yeah, and like magically appear. That's the whole, that's the whole part of going out into the wild to see an animal, to see in its natural habitat. Right. So like, you have to go into the bush with the mentality of like some days you might not see anything, anything, yeah. but it could still be super cool. And then other days you could see everything in the span of two hours. Like you just don't know what you're going to get. And that's what makes it so fun. Yeah. We just had this one morning that was luck. like destroyed. There were cheetahs, rhinos, giraffe, mm-hmm. everything. And then other mornings it's a little quieter. So yeah. 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 But it is, it's cool. And so we got to see almost everything. The only thing Twalu doesn't have are elephants. So Liv's going to have to go um, and see some elephants somewhere else. going to Gora. Going to Gora, where Rai Rai works. So he can show you the Ellie's. GTG. (laughs) But it was seriously the most magical place. Like, the bed was so comfortable. Oh, it was like a cloud. Like, I napped so freaking hard in those beds. You really did. And you're not like a big napper all the time. No, not at all. Never know. Great bathtub. Not only is there a great shower, there's an outdoor shower, which Rye really loved. He loves doing everything outside. Doesn't he? Great for activities. (laughs) We did. Um, The food was phenomenal. It's so crazy to, to be like, at this very remote place in the middle of nowhere, but like you have access to fabulous food. I mean, we just, I probably gained 10 pounds. Oh, I, I feel bigger than ever, but it's fine. Here we go. Yeah. Everything was really healthy too. Like it was, yeah, we weren't eating, you know, burgers and fr- there were fries, but they were like healthy, fries. healthy fries. Yeah. But good. Um, there was a gym that the boys utilized. Oh, the boys did boob day. Yes. They did. As rice. <laughs> Rye likes to say he's working on his boobs, which yeah, it's not it's not chest day, it's boob day. No, no, boob day. No, no. Um, there was also a spa that none of us utilized because, like, for me, I was kind of like, oh, I could spa at home. There was one. Um, Brandy had set up a horseback riding excursion, and at first, with my foot, I was like, oh, I don't know if I can do that. I'll just go to the spa, which, like, also wish I had had time Would've for. Cool. But I'm so glad that we did the horseback riding because it was yeah amazing, one of the coolest Super things fun. ever. We rode at sunset. But yeah, highly recommend doing a safari at one point in your life. And mm. it's, oh gosh, it's just unbelievable. Swalu like blew my mind. I still like yeah. don't even know how we went there. I Well, 
we have no business being there no no business oh yeah everyone well the funniest thing is that you know it's not an inexpensive place to stay by any mm-hmm. means everyone there is very most the the demographic there was very much like retired couples or mm-hmm. you know things like that uh and then of course this group of 20 somethings 30 somethings were there and you know we're laughing a lot very loudly sometimes <laughs> and more beers for us and things like that and i get i these people are probably like who are these trust fund babies yeah. who can afford mm-hmm. to be here on their own right now i don't get it but anyway they're paris in the coal man <laughs> but yeah uh justin and reinhardt are best friends best friends they really truly are they love each other they love each other it's a lot. So exciting. Maybe we can discuss my coming out a bit. Dude, have you ever had that many likes on an Instagram post? I don't post? think I have. How do I see what my top post is? Do you know? Yeah. So go to your um, insights. Okay. Hold on. It might only show you dating back to a year, to be honest. Well, I, I have a feeling that that is by far my most liked photo of all time. So you can Let's go see. to your insights and then on it where it says posts, click see all. Here we go. Yeah. All posts. Oh, two years. You can go back two years. Two years. And it'll show you what your top post was. So mine, of course, was Miley, Caitlin, and I in Como. 2.4 million. What? You're kidding me. No. Wow. Yeah. That's nuts. You know what, though? Little Rai Rai's holding his own. He's my fourth top post at a whopping 1.5 million impressions. Oh, wait. Wait. Reach or do I want? I want likes. Go to impressions. Justin's number one. Izzy, see, I told you. My second one was me at Ashley and Jared's wedding. And Justin destroyed that. It's 21,000 versus 14,500. Wow. That's crazy. Guys, here we go. I think I'm ready to say. I think it's important to point out that as long as I have known Paris, she has been (laughs) single. Like you've dated here and there, but you have not had a serious boyfriend since I've known you. No, no, no one. I don't think I've called someone my boyfriend. No. Here we go. It's interesting. Okay. So we haven't even had a chance to talk about this really. It is really interesting. Justin brings a sense of peace to Olivia. He really like levels you out. He really does. It's very cool. It's very, very cool. You're still funny as all hell, and you're still like the life of the party, but in a very peaceful way that only Justin can bring. It's much more zen. It's zen. I just feel like you, I feel like you're very confident around him, and I like that. I I feel like you're very confident in yourself around Justin. And a lot of times, like when your girlfriends are dating, you feel like, oh, they're trying to impress somebody or. Um, you know, they feel insecure, making sure they're doing and saying the right things. I did not feel that with you guys. I felt like you guys were both very comfortable, very relaxed, very much yourselves. Mm-hmm. And you brought like a very cool balance to each other. I felt. Oh my God. Yeah. Work. Uh-huh. I'm here for it. I haven't told the story of how we met. So it's time without keeping it to like a 17 minute story. We met in Amsterdam. I'm telling you, if you didn't catch Brandy posted right before I went to Amsterdam, she posted like a a year and a half ago or something. A sappy post about Rye. She went to South Africa and never expected to meet him and blah, blah, blah. I commented before my trip. I said, that's going to happen for me in Amsterdam. You really did. And then Val and I chimed in and we were like, get those Dutch snacks. Get them. And then I did. You freaking did. You got the creme de la creme Dutch creme snacks. De la creme. But anyway, we go to Amsterdam, my sister, my mom and I, and we 
there was one rainy day where we were like, okay, let's do something indoors, kill some time before we go to Anne Frank. So I'm like, let's go to the Heineken experience. We walk in the door, we go to the coat check, and there's Justin at the coat check. Weird. Yeah. And my sister was like, that guy is gorgeous. And I'm like, yeah, uh-huh. You're like, yeah. <laughs> I, I cannot form sentences in front of men and we'll, no. we'll continue with that. But anyway, we check our bags or coats and bags and he's like, where are you guys from? We said, we're from Texas. And he said, what are you doing for the rest of the day? Just making conversation. And um, I said, we're going to uh, Anne Frank later at 4.30. We got tickets somehow. So we go through the museum. It's basically like you, you do one floor and then you go down. And then once you get to the bottom floor, it's like the quote unquote bar where you just drink. And there's like this little pouring competition where they teach you how to pour and then you go up against a bunch of people. So we get down there. There he is in all his glory. He is a tall drink of water. He's a drink. He's very tall. We did the beer competition and somehow... I won. I got the perfect pour. What? Can you believe? No. Perfect pour. He gave me this little beer uh, pin to put on my shirt, which I thought I was special, but he was like, no, we have to give that to everyone. And I was we like, give okay. give everyone. <laughs> but we were so impressed with him because he's kind of talking to everyone. He says, oh, we got the girls from Texas. And I'm like, oh my God, he remembered us. And then at one point, mom, Paige and I were drinking in a corner and we were like, oh, we kind of want more beer. And he, he said to us, he came by and he was like, don't get too drunk. You have a uh, Anne Frank at 430. And mom was like, this guy is on his shit. He remembers. He's paying attention. He's paying attention. And I could, I was like, I think he's staring at me, but I don't really know. So anyway, nothing happens. We're there for like an hour. And then I'm like, we can't stay here any longer. It's just not socially acceptable anymore. <laughs> and so I lead the, I lead the charge. I'm like, nothing happened. It's not meant to be. Let's go. So I walk up these steps at first, my, I can hear my sister and my mom behind me, and then I don't hear them anymore. I turn around, and I see that my mother had yelled for him, pulled him over, and was like, she said, what's your name? He said, Justin. She said, are you single, Justin? He said, yes. Oh, my God. She said, are you dating? Classic Donnie. <laughs> she said, are you dating? He goes, well, I mean, sort of. And she goes, would you like to have dinner with us tonight? <laughs> You probably for sure thought she was hitting on no, him. No, he for did. Herself. He totally did. And I mean, he, he probably was like, which one likes me? Does any of them like, why, yeah. why are they just kind of taking me and, and adopting me? So anyway, he, he said, I'd love to. He wrote his uh, WhatsApp. Well, he couldn't remember his WhatsApp number. So he wrote his Instagram on a little um, thing that you put a beer on on the table. I can't remember what that's called. A coaster. Coaster. Yep. I messaged him a couple hours later and I was super chill about it. I was like, hi, here's where we're having dinner. Like come or like totally don't come, whatever. It's chill. And he showed up. What a cutie. And I, of course, the first night said nothing to him the whole time. I was absolutely silent. Classic. He'll admit. Said zero. He was like, I didn't get to know her at all. He was like, she hates me. She hates me. Why am I here? The second night, he ended up coming to our Thanksgiving dinner. That's nuts. And then the third night, he came to dinner with us again. And we finally kissed. Oh, my God. And then we stayed up all night. And I'm thinking like, oh, that was fun. Nice to meet you, whatever. And he, he said, well, can we try? 
What a little precious angel. So then two weeks later, I came back with Rachel and Nico, her boyfriend from Norway, because we all have to have international boyfriends, apparently. Dude, it's the way to do it. It's the way. I'm telling you. And now it's been four months, and he's a little angel baby. Has it been four months? Four months, yeah. It's been a long time. He came to New York for New Year's, and that's when we made it, like, official or whatever but yeah as brand said he really like zens me out but i can absolutely i can be completely myself with him completely yeah yeah yeah. you weren't different you were just no um i don't know you just i just felt like you had this like sense of peace being around him we were just upstairs me and rye and his mom and sister and um Reinhardt's mom was like, you just have the best friends. Like you, she was like, you just have such great people surrounding you. And I was like, I know. I know. And <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was like, Olivia and Rachel are so great. And I was like, and so is Justin. I was like, I just like, obviously don't know him as well. Yeah. And she was like, no, she was like, he is, has such a sweet spirit. He's she was so like, he is sweet. such a sweetie pie. He was very polite while he was here and just so adorable and precious. Well, and side kind. note, Reinhardt's family Absolutely. Well, they're amazing, but they also save the the day because we arrive in Cape Town and our Airbnb tragic story number two completely ghosted us. We're like, "Hi, we're here." I still can't believe. (laughs) Shocked. If anything could go wrong for me, it always does. She just ghosted us. We we were like, "Where are you? Hello." We had nowhere to go. So thank goodness, Bran was like, "Come to Reinhardt's." Like. We'll order pizza. At that point, I was like, we'll find a hotel. We just, you know, we were all really stressed and tired. Well, and you guys have been traveling all, all day. All day. All day all long. Day. From 7, you left 6 a.m. So earlier than yeah. us. Yeah. So I knew you had to be so tired. We were tired and a little stressed and cranky. And anyway, Reinhardt's amazing mother was like, I don't really have the situation for you, but please stay with us. Me and Justin stayed in these little twin beds downstairs. They're so cute though. They're so precious. They're like little lacy, like bedspreads and stuff. And then Rachel slept on the couch and, Uh uh, she freaking saved the day. We, we found an Airbnb for the next day. At that point, I was like, we should just stay the whole time. But we didn't want to get in the way and, you know, be annoying and all that. You should have felt the mattress at our second Airbnb. It, it really felt it was the closest I've ever been to sleeping on a pile of rocks. No. It was Wait, which one? The one in Strand? The one in Strand. Yeah. <sighs> Justin was no. like, he already can't sleep at all. But there, there was like this little outdoor area with a day bed, like on a porch. You were like, let's sleep there. I was like, do you want to sleep on this porch thing? Like, it was so, it was so funny. Oh, but, no. But yeah, Reinhardt and Justin have like a, a boy connection unlike any they were cute they were so cute the day we went to the beach they were so cute because like frolicking in the beach i won't yeah i won't get in the water so rise like on his own but like he was like going to swim and justin was like followed in i'll go with you and then rye like climbed up on the rock and justin followed him up and climbed the rock it was very cute they were a cute pair and I felt bad a little bit for Rachel the whole time because she wanted Nico there so badly. I think we did a good job of not fifth wheeling her. Like mm-hmm. she was with us the whole time minus slumber. She was there. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I think next he, next trip we'll have Nico. On Nico, board. Nico. For sure. Speaking of travel, this podcast episode is sponsored by Kentucky because if there's one thing I love most, it's traveling. Kentucky brings together travelers from all around the world to check out new destinations and make memories, like bungee jumping in New Zealand, taking a pesto cooking class in Italy, or even staying the night in an 18th century French chateau. Sign me up for that. The best part is that they handle all. The the stress that goes into planning these kinds of trips like transportation accommodation plus their expert local guides will tell you about the hidden gems wherever you choose to go Kentucky has over 350 international trips with flexible itineraries to customize your perfect trip so whether you're a solo traveler or you're with a friend or even in a group discover a different way to travel with Kentucky. i've arranged this special offer just for my listeners because i want you to fall in love with travel the way that i have so you'll get 100 off your next vacation go to kentucky.com olivia to book your trip today that's Kentucky spelled c-o-n-t-i-k-i Remember, Kentucky.com slash Olivia for $100 off your dream vacation. Let's just talk about having international boyfriends for a second. It's the greatest. What are the pros for you? Um, he has a sexy accent. I will second that. Yes. He, for me, it's probably different for you. I love that he like is so unaffected by like social media yeah. and just the whole freaking bubble of a world that I live in. Yeah. I mean, he's like really unaffected and then Justin's like yeah. 20% Semi. affected. So they're both yeah. like very good in that respect. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, really nice. And then, um, I don't know, like I, I'm somebody that really likes my space. Mm-hmm. And so like, don't get me wrong two or three months is way too long to go without seeing each other. But there is something to say about being able to having to miss someone makes the reunion like so much greater. And I feel like because we only get so much time, you really appreciate the time that you're given. And the other thing about such a long distance relationship is it really forces you to become good at communicating with each other. Right. Because if you, if you aren't good at communicating with each other, it's never going to work. You know what I mean? Like I, Ryan, I both like, we hate talking on the phone, but we make a commitment to talking to each other at least once a day. Um, and just doing that and having to become like, you know, build like a friendship and be able to talk about what you've done every day and kind of unload on each other and encourage each other and whatever has built like such a strong foundation for us. I would agree with that. Cause it's like, mm. I, for me, I would prefer to FaceTime video at least once a day because I feel like it's hard mm-hmm. to connect when you're just texting all day like it's good but he's not someone that texts all day and I'm not either like I can't just go back and forth all day long I'll send like things yeah. here and there but I like to do one long phone call you know Rachel is totally different she's just texting Nico all day every day and that works for them and sometimes they don't yeah. even FaceTime but it works for them but for me wow, I yeah. I need that FaceTime and mm-hmm. it just forces you to the one thing I, I feel, and I don't know if you'd agree with this, is like you, it kind of you feel like you're forced to talk about things faster than you mm-hmm. would with someone else if you mm-hmm. were dating in person. I don't know. Well, it's just like it's just that when you're long distance, you really don't want to waste the other person's time. Right. Because you're wasting so much. It takes so much more time to do a long distance relationship than it does otherwise. So it's like you just don't want to waste each other's time. So you start talking about things that are way more serious than you would normally talk about with someone, I think. Right. But at our age, I think that's okay. I'm I'm at the point now, like I'm turning 28 at the end of the month. I'm just kind of yeah. 
at least for me, I'm like dating with the intention of mm-hmm. dating someone that could be for it forever. And yeah. And I think that's fair. Like when you're the, at this age, you know what you don't want. Right. Uh-huh. And you're getting a better sense of what you do want. And I think it's totally okay to just like, Get right to the point. You know? I got a I got a skippity doodah to the point. You know, <laughs> I, I <laughs> skippity doodah. I still feel like I'm trying to be like cool, calm, and collected. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I because of my flight benefits, which makes everything a lot easier. It's just easier for me right now to go to Amsterdam. And right now, the beauty of it is that I can go like, you know, every two weeks if I wanted, which is different from you and Rye. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's like, I don't mind two or three weeks apart. Yeah. Honestly, I wouldn't either. I love it. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. But how long you guys go like three months, two months? Yeah. Two or three months. Yeah. Oh God. Which is long. It's long. Um, but it is like, I don't know. It's, it's long, but it's, there's, there's n- things about it that aren't so bad. You know what I mean? I think it's really important when you're in a relationship to like have your own things and be okay on your own to be able to be okay with someone else. So it's kind of forced us both to like, it kind of forces you into a place where you're not finding like your purpose and your identity in the other person because they're just not around as much, you know? Right. And then it's like when you're moving, he moving in this case, like, you're moving to build a life together, not to just yeah. join someone else in their own life. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it has its drawbacks. Obviously, you want to just snuggle all the freaking time. Yeah. But then I can like, you know, eat a lot without feeling like I got to fart and stuff. It's like really, <laughs> it's a positive, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys talk about like, do you guys talk about yet? Like, oh, I have to do a poo. Oh, let's talk about your poo. So... <laughs> How do you, how do you breach, there. how do you guys breach the pew? Um, I don't know. I, I, I uh, the transition was just so seamless that I don't know. <laughs> it was how just it so perfect. <laughs> it was just so great. But like, it just got to a point where I, I think I started asking him once he, when he would go to the bathroom and disappear for a while, I would be like, did you do a pew? <laughs> did you do a pew? Poo? <laughs> did you do a pew? And he would be like, yep. <laughs> yes, I did. And I think he was a little like shy about it at first, but then I would be like, I would tell him, like, I have to do a poo, so I'm going to go in the other room. And he was like, okay. And then we got to a point where he, like, if I have a nice poo, then he's, like, super pumped for me because he knows I get excited about that. I do love a good poo. So if he's, if he's like, did you, like, if I'm like, okay, I have to go do a poo. And then I come back and he, he says, did you win? That's, like, his way of being, did like, you how win? to go. He always says, did you win? And I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, I'm so jealous. Okay, so maybe if we say we have to pew like in a cute way it makes it less disgusting i have to do pew i just know because of my father like if a guy disappears for 20 minutes he's pooping yeah sure totally totally which is fine as long as like i don't instead of making it awkward yeah instead of making it awkward i just acknowledged it and said did you have to do a pill great job bran (laughs) now have you tooted is the question he listen i haven't even talked about this on my my podcast i can't wait tell me he says that I did it in my sleep once, but I just don't believe him. You farted in your sleep. He says I did, but I just feel like, listen, there are lots of times where I have to sleep in the bed with someone. It's like you or my mom or I've, you've sister, my never sister. tooted. And no one has ever told me that I farted in my sleep. I've never. I've been told fart. I talk in my sleep. I've even been told occasionally that I do a, a light snoring sometimes. <laughs> yes. If, I, if I'm sick or like sleeping somewhere foreign, I've never been told that I tooted. I want to ask him like, 
what was it like? He says he called it adorable, which makes me even more skeptical. Of course he did. Of course he did. You could do so many disgusting things and he would hold your hand and tell you you're adorable. It's true. He's the best. This was the first time in a while, like ever that I've been with Bran and Rye for like an extended period of time. And Rye just like adores Bran. He does. Adores her. And it's so cute. But also he's just, um, even like before we got to swallow. I was trying to describe him to, to Justin and Rachel. And you I were. was like, I was, and I said, there's just, there's like a presence about him. Like it's hard to describe, but he's just so, um, he has an energy about him. Mm-hmm. He's not like anyone you've ever met. He, he's just, uh, he's, he's so like natural and earthy and like, he'll sit down and show you a little caterpillar and talk about it with so much passion for like 20 minutes or, or the night we were all, it was our last night and we put down a blanket and we were laying and looking at the stars and he just was pointing to every single star and talking with so much passion for the stars. Mm-hmm. But then he's also, then he's also like hilarious and wants to do boob day. Like he's just such yeah, a super goofy. He's <laughs> Let's do boob day. And I'm not talking about my boobs. I'm no, not we, I'm not like, and then Justin now is like, my, my boobs are sore. Like I, you know, <laughs> but he, he found his oh. new uh, friend and yeah. So Raya adores Bran. I already approved, but now I like super duper approve. And what a great week. Oh my gosh. Great week. We have to do this. We have to do these trips like at least once a year, maybe twice. I think twice. <laughs> Yeah, twice for sure. So the, the cool thing about Swalu was that it it's, correct me if I'm wrong, Bran, it's one of the top, most unique hotels in the world by Nat Geo. Yeah. Yeah. So National Geographic has a list of, um, they call them this list of unique lodges. Lodges. Um, yes, yes, yes. And only so many make the list. We actually were looking up where the other ones are because now we want to go to all of them. But there's not that many on the list. And so Tualu's on there which is super cool. Um, and the, the, another the, one of the coolest things, Reinhardt's really uh, passionate about conservation. So for me, I was actually really excited to go somewhere where their main focus mm-hmm. is conservation. Um, we noticed while we were there, they don't use any plastic. None, zero. There's no plastic anywhere. Not a single bit. Which is very bit. cool. When you show up, when you get there, they hand you your own little reusable, it looks like aluminum. It does, it, a little water bottle. They make those, they have their own recycling plant on site and make those bottles, which is so cool. Um, and that's just like, you'll pick up on like some of those little things that they do. Um, but they also, so I'm so bummed you guys missed this. Our last morning, we were literally, were like about to pack up and head to the airport and they came and got us and we're like, guys, guys, if you have time real quick, like we actually have this really cool thing. Do you know what pangolin is? No. I had never heard of this animal, but, and, and the only reason I had heard of it is because Reinhardt's never seen one. So, and, and I'd kind of heard Mo say like, oh yeah, it's the most elusive animal in the bush here. Like you're kidding. rarely see them. They're so rare. So it's the one thing that if you're a bush person, like this is your life, like it's the one animal that you you really want to see and you never get to. So they they said, listen, somebody caught, um, in one of the nearby towns, somebody was caught selling a pangolin on the streets no. because apparently the Chinese eat them and have, um, it's kind of like the rhino horns. Like they have like all these ancient prophecies about pangolins and if you use them for different things. So they're traded in the exotic animal trade. 
and which is so sad. So somebody was caught selling one and they, and they have a good relationship with the police, I guess, so that those animals get brought to Tuolu to be set free back into the wild. So we got to see them set a pangolin free and a bunch of tortoises, but the pangolin is just so rare to see that it was so Was that the thing that cool. looked like it had like a bunch of almost, um, yes, it looks like it has armor on. Yeah. Like a, vest. everyone said it looked like a Pokemon. It does kind of, it was, she was she was a girl and she was young and she was so freaking cute and Ryan Reinhardt has never seen one in his whole life so to get to see one up close like that was so cool but for me like getting to be a part of seeing this animal like get released back into the wild and just knowing how lucky she was for someone to have saved her was just like the most incredible thing and so that we just got like such a small glimpse into what Twalu does and it's just so cool yeah and basically there's we were with two guys the whole time Jonas who is our tracker Jonas our tracker Mo Mo's our guide. guide so so Jonas sits in the seat outside of the jeep and he's literally watching for tracks on the ground which is unbelievable to me to see what animal is where and where they've been going what direction the coolest moment I think was we had gone out saying we really wanted to see the lionesses and so it was a morning and he is watching these tracks and saying, okay, they're going this way. They're going this way. We're way, way, way into the bush. And yeah, we've been driving for like, we've two been hours. driving for a while. Cause they, I mean, they kept moving and it was a pride. He discovered it was like, I think it ended up being seven cubs and two lionesses, but it's not to toot my own horn or anything, but oh, you're tooting. We pull, tootin'. we pull off to the side and we had coffee and we're like, okay, let's chill for a minute. Not just coffee, girl. You got to let the people know coffee with Amarula. We didn't buy Amarula. We should have bought it at Joburg when we were at the duty free. I'm so bummed. Amarula, you guys, it's like kind of our version of like Bailey's, but better. Oh, but it's so much better. Yeah. Like Bailey's is trash compared to this. Trash. But <laughs> but uh so yeah and then we're looking off in the distance we're, we're really worried that the lions ended up in this like really heavily kind of wooded area that we wouldn't be able to drive through we're looking out and then i spot this little he goes oh lions! Ah, the lions and everyone's like oh my god and so we we finally spot them and they're like sort of in the wooded area but far enough out to where we could we could get in there so we drive down where they're at this little watering hole. They're all sleeping. Um, and everyone kept asking, how do you get so close to these animals? Like we're inside the Jeep. And how does Mo say it? Like they don't see us. Right. So when you're inside a vehicle, because of the way their vision works, they really only see the outline of the vehicle. Right. And they're so familiar with the vehicles, right? Because, I mean, listen, like, even though we're only there for a few days and it seems crazy to us, like, these vehicles drive around these animals every day. All so the they're time, so yeah. used to the sounds and the way they look that as long as you stay in it, they don't, it's not foreign to them. It's not threatening to them. But they always say, like, when you come on, on an animal encounter, like, don't stick your limbs out. The minute you change the shape of what they see, then they go on alert. And so. So it's like if you're, you know, quiet and you just stay in your seat and stare at them, like, we were staring at, the lions and the pride for a good, like, I feel like 35, 40 minutes. And they, they'll make direct eye contact with you. You feel like they are, but they're, they're not probably. Mm -hmm. um, no, but I mean, I don't know about you. Those and the meerkats were my favorite. Well, the meerkat is your spirit animal. Have you posted that no, photo no, no, yet? Guys, I'm Olivia, <laughs> maybe I'll post it on the day this comes out. 
You have to. Guys, I am a it's meerkat. It's the best picture from the entire trip. <laughs> I am a meerkat. Why are you sleeping on this pic? You should be a meerkat for Halloween. I should be. Oh, I should be. They were the first thing that Mo said to me, because we arrive later than Bran and Rye. He was like, I hear the party has arrived. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> well, because Reinhardt and I were just so chill and laid back and quiet the first day. And it was just so peaceful. And I said, you guys, I don't mean this in a bad way, but I said, when the other three show up, the energy is going to drastically That's what shift. he said. The energy is changing already. <laughs> it's going to drastically shift and this will become the party bus, but it's going to be great. It was the party bus. I mean, absolutely. As it should be. My goal every day. So Jonas is like a quiet guy. He's not super talkative, but he's got this big, bright smile and he's quick to laugh. And so my goal every day was to just make him laugh. It was the highlight of, of every single day was, was hearing Jonas laugh. And then Mo is just this awesome dude. And actually we found out that Mo's girlfriend also works at Swalu. And so we convinced, well, mostly convinced him. His girlfriend was like, I'd love yeah. to do a, shoot, a photo shoot with Rachel. But Mo was kind of like, oh, here we go. But anyway, they took these but they adorable. They were so cute. Oh, they're so precious. And we're going back to uh, experience, hopefully, Mo's wedding in a year. But I really do believe they've never had people like us. But I think it was fun. Me too. I That's kind of how I felt. Um when we went to Gora with her eye, I was like, this is probably so different for them to have people our age and people that, you know, look and dress like us and stuff and are wild and they probably loud, thought but, um, we so but it has to be refreshing. And we're doing all these like shoots because we needed contact for Tualu. Oh, on the last day, <laughs> oh. we were so, we, we had gotten to the point where every, we were just so comfortable with each other. Rachel was like, hey, Mo, um, can you drive and let Brandy <laughs> hang outside the vehicle? When there's not a dangerous animal around, so I can get this and one shot. And can you warn us when she's her head is about to run into a bush? <laughs> and he goes, "Yeah, sure." <laughs> he never once seemed annoyed with us ever, though. No, when they could have been. Yeah, everyone that worked there was really cute. I also loved learning that uh, Tualu has one of the best like medical centers in the area, and Tualu's super remote. And whether you're a guest or or anyone who lives in a nearby community, you can come and use the health center and they fly in doctors and nurses from like Germany to to train and to to take care of people. They have like a dentist. Mm -hmm. It's also cool that a lot of the staff that works there, their family also lives there. So your whole family can grow up in Tualu and which is rare, like where Reinhardt works, that that's not a thing. Like most people's spouses and families live outside of the park. And so I think that's really special that they let people bring their families in and stuff. And like, it's funny, right after we dropped you off, actually, as we drove back through, we got to see like where everyone's houses are. I don't know if you saw that at all. No, we never out. got to see that. And they were explaining to us the way that the houses were built. This is just, this is just, if the whole world would do this, you guys, we would, climate change would just be so much different the way they build these houses is they set them at a certain angle so that in the winter they get the most sun to heat the house and in the summer they get the right angle of the wind so that it cools the house and blocks the sun like 
that's all it took. Like they don't have heat. They don't have air conditioning. Like that's what heats and cools their house and it works and it saves so much energy. Like it's just the little things like that that they do there that I just think is so cool. Good on them. Yeah. I love them. Guys, it was a trip of a lifetime. Maybe you can't go to Twali right now. I don't blame you, but like, hey, your honeymoon, your anniversary, yeah, put it on your, your parents list. might want to go. Uh, show them the pictures. It was just we loved it. So we much. loved it. I I, I can't I can't like have that hangover, you know, where mm. you don't want to be back. Cape Town was also great. Yeah, I do love Africa a lot, and Me I too. I hope that when you and Rye go back for like a month at a time sometimes that I can also go. I mean, eventually the dream is to buy a place here so we can live here for a few months every year. Eventually. Do you like six on six off? I don't know about that many months, but I'll put in $20,000 for a bedroom <laughs> for me. Great. <laughs> we were just talking today. You guys, I just, every time I'm here, it blows my mind how far my dollar goes. Oh, it just, as of yesterday, I think the, the dollar value here increased. It is now 15 rands equals equal to $1. It was just under 14. Now it's 15. At, even at the airport, you know how everything at the airport, like a mimosa costs like $18 in the US and you're like, what yeah. the hell? A mimosa in Cape Town cost like three US dollars. Mm -hmm. I was like, what the heck is going on? Yeah. It's nuts. We and then apparently the euro is even stronger than our dollar. It's twenty euros to the no. to I mean twenty rands per one euro. Like theirs is even just like insanely stronger than ours, which is just crazy. even our shitty rental car for five days only cost us like two hundred dollars. I told you it's so cheap. It's so crazy. So I feel like we could actually get a nice place here. <sighs> Paris and Nicole. <laughs> Living the life in Cape Town. It would, and Justin and Rye have to have their own little names. Did they ever have boyfriends on the show, like Paris and Nicole? Oh, I'm sure. We, we have to Google go like who see. their boyfriends were, and then they'll have. Yeah, I'll, mm -hmm. I'll do that today because I have absolutely nothing going on. But catching up on every TV show of all time, dude. That's the one frustrating thing is my Hulu and my HBO don't work over. I here. have a VPN and it still like does never works. So yeah, like Grey's Anatomy, This Is Us, yes, Grey's, Love Is Blind, uh, Manifest, The, the, the Outsider. <laughs> I'm behind on all of it. I down. I haven't seen Love is Blind yet, but I downloaded the entire season one for my flight home. I mean, honestly, it's, uh, whoa. Yeah, it's real good. Yeah. And then also a new recommendation. It's like your favorite thing, but not. Uh, my, my new favorite thing. It's actually a horribly sad. <gasps> Ray! Hello, my little leaf. Wait, at least say hi to me on the mic. Just say hi. Just say hi. Hello, Olivia. Hi, Ray. How are you? I miss you. Can you no, I miss you too. We're almost done, I promise. And then you can have your love back. No, no, no. So we're going to have another little bride tonight. Ooh. You're going to have a bride? Yeah. My leafy yeah. is making me filet mignon. The freaking bride. How good was his filet? That, well, you didn't eat the filet. How good was the chicken he made you? The chicken, as I said, <laughs> this chicken is better than sex. <laughs> it was like candy. I just wanted to lick it. Uh, I had probably 87 pieces of chicken and <laughs> they were all on the braai, which is the, I, I won't even say the barbecue because it's not, it doesn't even do it justice, but our version of what you would call grilling or barbecuing, but like, yeah. whoa, the braai. Whoa, the braai. Yeah. 
Rye's going to build a bride in Nashville. You are? Definitely building a bride. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to move in with you guys and annoy you for the rest <laughs> of my life. Let's be real. Tish won't ever come to town, so you can just have her basement. Oh, my God. I forgot about the basement. Yeah, so it's going to be done soon. Can't wait to see. Can't wait to see. Can't wait. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, Rye. Miss you. Say hi to your fam for me. What were we talking about? I don't remember. Oh, oh, something that you need to watch that's terribly sad, but also really yes. important is The Trials of Gabriel Fernandez. It's on Netflix. It's like a, uh, yeah, it's just, it's sad, but it's also like, it's a little dark. Yeah. You're twisted. I know. <laughs> I'm dark and twisted. <laughs> okay, everyone. So sorry. Uh, Paris and Nicole. Signing off. Signing off from not together in Africa because we had so much no. fun that there was literally no time zero love you guys love y'all and smell ya later see ya see ya bye see ya bye